It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mealtime inspiration. It's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Huda and welcome back to Canastra Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Ertle. Today I'm going to be breaking down the Saints' win against the Carolina Panthers, improving their record to eight and eight, keeping their playoff hopes and dreams alive. That and so much more. What the Saints need to do to get into the playoffs, and just how these past few weeks have been going. Uh, of course, we haven't had a podcast recently. I think the most recent one was against Tampa Bay. Uh, of course, it was Christmas time traveling couldn't really get much time to get a podcast out but we're back uh we'll get chris and nate on next episode to talk about uh previewing this atlanta falcons game but this game was huge uh the saints improved to three and four out of their last four games and now they're all of a sudden on track to make the playoffs and they're not just on track they have a really good shot to make the playoffs and this is what i'm going to start with there's saints fans uh, everyone has their different opinion about what this, what they want to happen with the Saints. I've heard some say they don't want the Saints to make the playoffs because maybe uh, you get a better pick if you don't. I've heard some say, well, what's the point of going to the playoffs if you know you're not going to the Super Bowl? I've seen other people say they don't want to go because they don't think they can win a game. All these different things. Here's my thought about it. If anyone saw the post game with all the Saints, uh, the celebration after the win... You can't tell me you want those guys to tank or not make the playoffs. Each one of those guys have so much heart. And this team healthy is a threat in the playoffs. I'm not saying they're not a threat now, but they're a legit contender. Legit. Now, I know there were some concerns with the O-line, the receivers, the tight ends, some other things. But this is a banged up team that has gone through so much. They've broken the NFL record for most players started with 57, which is probably close closer to 60 now, honestly. But but here's my opinion about it. I don't want these kids to lose. None of them. This team is built to win games in January. There isn't a team in the playoffs they can't beat. There's also a team that are going to be picking 
early in the draft that they could lose to as well just because they don't have a, a functional offense right now because they're so banged up. They are so banged up on the offensive side of the ball, and they were thin before that. Now we beat the Packers. We've beat the Buccaneers twice. We beat the uh, the Patriots. They've beat some title-contending teams. They've also lost to some sketchy teams. The Panthers, obviously. Uh, the Falcons. The Giants. There's been some iffy losses. The Eagles. And that's what happens when you don't have a, a functional offense, honestly. And I know the defense in those games weren't as good uh, as they could have been. But these past three, four weeks, the defense has been phenomenal. There isn't a team in the playoffs right now that I don't think we can beat. If the defense plays perfect, they could beat any single any single team in the playoffs right now. Any of them. And here's the other thought. You don't want the Saints, you don't want the Saints to make the playoffs because you want a better, better draft pick. I understand that. But the difference between going 8-9... Eight, eight and nine, and having the 18th or 19th pick, or going 9-8, and eight, making the playoffs, getting a shot at trying to do something, and getting the 20th or 21st pick. What's the difference? Does four spots make that much of a difference for your entire season? We've been playing this year all year long. We've gone through all of this as a community, as a team, and you just want to say, let's just not make the playoffs. I mean, it's not worth it. I don't want to see my team get embarrassed on national TV. No, come on. Come on. You don't want, You don't think we can go into the SoFi Stadium and upset the Rams? What they've been doing these past few weeks? Barely beating the Ravens with Tyler Huntley? Having real sketchy performances each and every single week? It only takes one week for the Saints to knock off a team like the Rams. And then, even if you don't even win the Super Bowl, you can say you did that. For next season, you can bring in guys. We had the most injured team in NFL history, and we made the playoffs. If Russell Wilson indeed wants out. Hey, Russ, we had the most banged-up team in NFL history. We made the playoffs. Your Seattle Seahawks were healthy, and you couldn't. You didn't. You weren't even close. With, with you, we can win a Super Bowl, and we can win a few of them. I am full go on making the, the playoffs, whether you get destroyed in the first round or not. It's not worth the three or four picks. It's not. Now let's talk about this game a little bit. Another frustrating game offensively. That's going to happen. But for the first time in three weeks, the Saints scored a touchdown. And the offensive line was awful. Like, the worst I've ever seen. Not just from the Saints, just ever. Running the ball was non-existent. It was almost like you're running the ball just to lose yards. It wasn't like uh, he got back to the line of scrimmage. They were like guaranteed losing yards every single time. They went a halftime with negative three rushing yards. Sean Payton comes in. They run the ball first play, and they get that number back to zero. It's like, okay, let's get let's get something going. And honestly, Taysom Hill in this game was, was good. He was actually really good. And this game proved to me that... Taysom Hill is never going to be the franchise quarterback. He's not. But he can always be a backup that can come in for a few games for a span of a month or something if something bad happens, and he can win you games. He's not going to be be the reason you win a game, but he can manage a game. He can make enough plays to make things happen, especially with this core. He had an offense. It feels like if they had him last week against Miami, they would have been in so much better position. There's been... A few games this year where I felt like the Saints defense played nearly perfect. One of those being in Tampa Bay. The second half of this Carolina game was perfect. 
Everything they did was phenomenal. They flipped a switch. They fixed the run defense. For some reason, the run defense in the first half was kind of leaky. And it was the reason that Sam Darnold was able to do stuff because the Saints couldn't stop the run. Uh, Sam Darnold finished 17 for 26, 132 in an interception. It's not going to do it. St. Stephens locked him down. Taysom Hill finished 17 for 22, 222 yards and a touchdown and 12 carries for 45 yards. That's going to win you a football game if you have a great defense. Now you're going to tell me if Taysom Hill doesn't do that in L.A., you don't think they got a shot? I don't want to look too far down the road because we're going to talk about this uh, later this week on a podcast, but the Saints have the Atlanta Falcons next who have pretty much tanked their season since we've seen them last. Kind of like the Panthers. The Saints are going to be playing for a ton. The Falcons are going to be playing to, to end the Saints season, basically. If the Saints win against Atlanta, they will need the 49ers to lose to the Rams, which seems like an extremely plausible thing. The NFC is totally up in there in terms of seeding, uh, but it seems like the most likely thing is the Rams get the second seed to play us. And the only, ra- only way they don't get the second seed is if something bad happens for them. The Saints will be playing for a ton in Atlanta, and it's just going to be as big as a game as you could possibly imagine for Saints fans. But for Atlanta, it's uh, almost like they're in the situation where, what's the point of us winning besides ruining the Saints season? It's just going to make our draft selection worse. So I still think everyone will play for Atlanta. Kyle Pitts had an injury last week. Uh, Don't know of his status yet. It's too early in the week to tell. But Matt Ryan's fighting for his career and his job with Atlanta. So you know he's going to come out and play tough. He always plays the Saints tough. But when the Saints sack Matt Ryan three times, they've never lost to him. So that's going to be a key. And that brings me back onto the topic. Cam freaking Jordan. He missed one game to COVID. And before that, his season was really, really met. We were talking about maybe moving on from a Cameron Jordan or taking a large pay cut in the offseason because you can't afford that production with that much money. He missed one game of COVID, and his season just turned around. Like, it has been incredible what he's been able to do. It's a, a switch went off in his head. He said that his D-line coach, Ron Nielsen, was just like, keep fighting. Once we get this D-line healthy, you will have more success, and it really has been. Since they've had Marcus Davenport back and Onyemata, it's been night and day for Cameron Jordan. He's been incredible. I have three more players I want to I want to cover on the defense side of the football, two of which will be pending free agents this offseason. And I think both of them deserve to be renewed, get a renewed contract right now. Number one, Quan Alexander. I mean, he's been phenomenal. He's been the juice to the juice boys. He's done so much for this team. Uh, eight total tackles in this game, half a sack, and I feel like he's just in on every single play. Yeah, he's 50-50 sometimes in the run game, but he is so important to this team. I mean, we didn't have him for a few games there uh, with injury and COVID, and the defense looked completely different. Completely different, just energy-wise. Pete Warner is a great linebacker, but he doesn't bring what Quan Alexander brings. I think Pete can be a great uh, linebacker in a few years. I think he's the potential replacement for Demario way down the road, but right now it's Demario and Quan. we got to keep this linebacker duo together. Uh, I'm definitely going to write an article about this soon because it's so important to keep Quan on this football team. The other free agent I'm talking about is P.J. Williams. He was a really underrated pickup for the Saints last year. Uh, Signed him on a one-year deal, around $2 million, and he's been extremely versatile for them. Uh, Came down with a few interceptions this year. 
just makes big play after big play. Of course, that strip sack in this game as well. And the depth that he provides in the secondary is is key. I mean, he almost can play every single position in the secondary. He can, he's played outside. He's played inside. He's played both safety positions. So, I mean, I think he's a guy that deserves to come back. And what's going to be tough for them is because he's not going to be as cheap because his, his agent's going to be like, look, he plays every position. He does He does everything well. Nothing really phenomenal, but he is one of those key guys that doesn't really do anything bad. And he's been a key, honestly, for this team as well. And the last person, I'm sure you can guess it, it's C.J. Garner-Johnson, C.D. Deuce. I mean, he's been incredible. Every week, he proves that his energy off the field matches the energy on the field. In this game, one of the best performances we've seen from him, a tackle, a tackle for loss, interception, and a sack. And he was in great coverage all game long. He pretty much shut down D.J. Moore uh, whenever he... They had him on him and Robbie Anderson as well a few times in the slot. I mean, he was great. He was awesome. And he was pretty much the reason that this defense has taken it to the next level. Him and this whole secondary defensive line. There are so many players on this defense that have stepped up, and he's been one of them. I think he's turned into a real superstar. Uh, he's starting to get – you're starting to see a lot of 22 jerseys in, in the stadium, in the Superdome. Um and I think he's going to keep growing and growing. I think he's going to be super important for the Saints moving forward. That's all I got today. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Sorry there hasn't been a podcast in a while. You know how it is. I went to that Dolphins game. And we all know that game went. That was one of the worst games they possibly could have gone to. But at least we got that one out of the way. The Saints have won three other last four games. And are in prime position to make the playoffs. Thanks for, Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you guys next episode. Who that? 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 Who that?